0: Welcome to GYSB Talks. I am your host, Carla Palmer, founder and creator of GYSB, Get Your Sexy Back, Health and Fitness Movement. Over 13 years ago, I lost over 50 pounds, and on that journey, I found joy, peace, and more self-love. That's how the GYSB Movement got started, because I wanted to share with other people what I had found for myself. And now in my 50s, I'm still on this journey, and now I'm starting to navigate some of the inevitable changes that come with aging. So GYSB Talks will cover topics that will help women in their 40s, 50s, and 60s get to their next level of optimal living, physically, mentally, spiritually, financially, and in relationships. Guys, I'm so glad you're here. Now, let's get into today's topic, shall we? Hey, everybody, welcome to today's episode of GYSB Talks. I am your host, Carla Palmer, and I am, what am I going to say, you guys, so excited to be with you today. I have a really, really special episode. Today, I have the pleasure of introducing my GYSB Talks audience to my dear sister, Mariah Monique, sponsorship strategy educator and coach. Guys, she is the go-to person for event sponsorships, strategy, and unique activations. We're not talking about that today on today's episode, but just keep that in mind. She is the guru when it comes to that. So if you're looking for somebody for sponsorship support, Mariah is your girl. So today we are going to be talking about your single season, celibacy, and faith. All three are connected. When looking at this from a Christian perspective, so... We thought it would be important to touch on all three. Mariah,
1: welcome to GYSB Talks. Thank you so much, Carla, for having me. I'm so excited for this conversation. Um, And welcome to the audience, too, for for coming in and listening. And um, yeah, I'm excited for it. I'm I'm
0: glad you're here. I'm glad you decided to join me because it's a special episode for me. And, you know, you and I have had our own personal conversations about being single and dating and, what that has been like for both mm-hmm. of us. <laughs> yeah. But we ha- we really haven't had like a lengthy, deep discussion about it. So I took the chance and asked you if you would join me for a public chat on the subject. And I didn't know what you would say because I know
1: how private you are.
0: But <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so glad you said yes.
1: Yes, yes. I'm excited for it. Honestly, I told God, I said, I want to be as open as he will allow me to be. Mm-hmm. Um. And and in hopes of it touching someone, inspiring someone, or really uh, even connecting dots for people personally in their own stories. So hopefully, uh, hopefully today brings much fruit. Oh, <laughs> me too. So so you are single, right? I am single. I have been single for seven years now. Now seven is a number of completeness, and so we're <laughs> hoping that you know this 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 thing is over. But I do appreciate my single se- season. Um, I'm not one that it's like, oh, where's my husband, you know, like angry about it. Like I am very content in my single season, uh, which is why I feel like, you know, this is an area where I'm called to, to help other women in, um, which is part of the reason why I agree right? to have this conversation publicly, mm-hmm. um, because it's just a place of contentment for me. Mm-hmm. And um, it's been years in this thing.
0: <laughs> I, I, I don't think I realized we were the same. I'm seven, too. Oh, really?
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Wow. Yeah. Yeah. The The last relationship was in 2015. So yeah. I, I agree with you, though. I, I think single season is one of the most important parts, pieces of your life. You know, yeah. it's like it's an opportunity if you're a Christian, you know, to let God mold you into the person he created oh, yeah. you to be without the distractions, because honestly, dis- dating can be a distraction, if, oh, yeah. especially if you're not doing it intentionally, right? If you're Absolutely. not doing it with a purpose. Yep. Um so my next question would be like when you are dating, you are you dating at this time? Like do you go on <laughs> sites? Like how does that look
1: for you? Yeah. So I didn't start dating until until 2021. Um I leveraged a dating site. For obvious reasons, right? We're in the middle of pandemic. You're not having a bunch of interaction with people face to face during that time. It was actually the end of 2020 into 2021, mm-hmm. um, and I had a plethora of experiences that were weird, that were <laughs> cool. Um, it was really a fast track learning experience because I had not really, I had never really dated, right? People that I've been in relationships with. I knew them when I was still basically a child. So this was the first time me entering this stage as an adult where like we're dating, we're asking very intentional questions um, and in hopes of landing to landing an end. Right. And whether Mm -hmm. that is not necessarily talking about like marriage, but an end of something. Right. And so it was a learning experience for me. So because of it, I was like, I'm over this. It became <laughs> mentally exhausting. Yep. Um, and I guess I just could not believe just some of the things that people either said to me or questions people asked of me. And I was just, because I I was new to it, I was just like, wait, is this... What dating looks like like wow nobody talks about like yeah why are, you asking, are you single single you know like is, is am i supposed to know there's a difference between single and single single so i just did not yeah. understand the language of, of dating um so i got off of all dating sites in 2021 um just because i was like my husband can't be on a dating site like <laughs> this is just not where it's at and i tried several of them i'm like i was polling people like which one are you on how do you like it you know yeah and then i recently did just download uh, an app um just to again like I, I don't download apps in hopes of finding a husband like if it if it comes great uh-huh. But i really use it as a learning experience because i learned so much during that first time that i uh, got on date insights um and because i'm not you know in this game all the time I just use it as uh, essentially gleaning insight to understand what this world looks like, and mm-hmm. if that so happens to bring that person to me through a dating site, great. I never thought it would be a part of my story ever, but um, I'd be open to what he what he wants to do if if that is the case. But at this point, I am just you know easing into it. I'm not you know. Um, checking it all the time it's really yeah. like out of, out of mind, out of sight i don't have notifications set so if i just decide to hop on it's like okay cool and if i don't then um that's kind of like where it is in my life but um yeah so i'm not dating um i'm getting to know people but i'm not i'm not necessarily dating and i do have this thing too especially especially if i meet someone on the app like. I scream people like we're going to get on the phone call first before I decide to, to drive to meet you in person. Just because I realized that in 2021, I realized that, you know, people were just interesting. Um, I'll, I'll just say they were interesting and I didn't want to waste my time. Mm-hmm. I also believe in my single season, like I just learned so much about myself and I started to gain a, a deeper level of value and honor for myself yeah and so you couldn't just come to me saying anything or you couldn't just be doing anything or we could not be um misaligned on some of the values that i have like there was some things were non-negotiable and so if you did not pass the phone test then we were not going to meet up so there are many people who did not pass the phone test um but then there were a few that you know i went out with and went out with a few times and um Yeah. um, And then I just kind of got off of it. So we're back into it now. Uh, I've not dated anyone since then. It's only literally been like a few weeks. So yeah, I'm excited to see what comes from it. But um, I think just all the learnings that I've gotten in my single state, like, I don't know, it's just been very very valuable or invaluable to me you actually mentioned this earlier like if you're intentional with your se- single season like mm-hmm. there's just so much to gain about yourself so much before you enter into um I call it like merge i God's not gonna allow me to merge my life with just anybody yeah and I understand that now because I understand who I am to a degree right there's always going to be a, re- a revelation of who you are um, in the in the spirit and in the natural right so there's always a revealing of myself to myself mm-hmm. but where I am right now like he's i understand I have a perspective that he just won't merge my life with anybody because he loves me that much so yeah that's what I'd say for that
0: yeah and I think like just being single really gives you an opportunity to really build a deeper level of self-love too yeah. Because, you know, so often, and I, I'm sure I've been there. I, I mean, I have it in my book when I talk about how I didn't love myself enough not mm-hmm. to say no to different things that were happening in the last relationship that I, I had. Not the last one, the one where I lost all the weight. So that ended in 2008. Yeah. Um, and I just allowed cheating and taking him back. And, it, you know, it really just boiled down to me just not having the deepest level of self-love that I needed to just walk away the first time he did yeah. that. But I won't put up with that behavior again because being single for seven years, I mean, it will teach you a lot if oh, you yeah. are willing to learn the yeah. lessons. And I find now, even if I go out on a date, which is very infrequently um, go out on a date, like certain things just turn me off. Like, yeah. And it's not that I'm just looking for red flags they're glaring they're glaring yeah. because I've learned to look at them and really take heed to what they are it's a red flag is a red flag oh for sure you you can't change it to a yellow one you can't change yeah. it to a green one like you want to and sometimes we skip over it and act like we don't see it but I'm seeing very clearly now yeah. and I'm I'm okay with that and I, I agree with you about being content in this season because you can be
1: <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> Absolutely. And yeah. if and if people aren't, right? Like that it goes back to um this desire to really become more self-aware. Why aren't you comfortable just being single? Like yeah. I go places single all the time. It's all the time. movies, out to eat. You know, the right. places that people would cringe being by themselves. I'm like, I just got comfortable doing that and maybe a little too comfortable and independent (laughs) like I'm I I pray to God and I just I just be talking to him like man like is it gonna be weird because like I'm so comfortable just doing things by myself like will you have to work that out of me like when that person comes and he probably will he probably will but I'm just so used to doing things alone and comfortable doing so so it's gonna be interesting.
0: Can I tell you something because you and I are are not the same age I'm much older than you but I never wanted to get to this place where I am right now, where yeah. I am so comfortable being yeah. by myself that I don't even know if I want the other, if I want to be, and this is the wrong word, but I'm going to use it bothered, Yeah, <laughs> bothered with, with just trying to, I don't even want to use the word compromise, but I don't know what other word to use. And maybe yeah. you can help with that, but I don't want to adjust my life to to put somebody else in it or to fit somebody else in it but I never wanted to be here I didn't because I thought you know when you're younger oh I'll be married you know to the man of my dreams by 25 or by age 30 and here I am 51 been single for seven years celibate for 12 and like
1: I'm cool (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, that I imagine that's that's a hard place to be in. That is, this not where I would want to be. But I do know that's the story of a lot of women, um, particularly Black women um, that are highly educated, like we are in those positions. And mm-hmm. um, my desire, and I believe honestly, God's hearts for for women. Um, not necessarily saying that like all women are supposed to get married. Like that's not always the case, right? Um, but my heart is that people people catch on to it fast enough where they realize that they are maybe getting too comfortable. Yeah. And 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 see god about that, right? Yeah. Um because I have had experiences where I'm like I'm very comfortable like, you know, when people when I start seeing couples arguing, I'm like, ooh I'm glad, you know, like I don't want, cause my life is very peaceful, right? Yeah. To, to an extent, right? I have my own little personal drama, but it's nothing compared to someone else entering your life. But there's yeah. such a sacredness, I believe, um, that is on marriage, but but it's also on singleness. And um, if God allows me the opportunity to marry, you know, I definitely gonna be grateful, but I feel like I'm walking so closely with God that um, the things that I'm used to in my single state if they are not aligned with what it looks like to be a married person, then he'll work that out of me. And if they are, then, you know, he'll use them for the sacredness of my marriage. So um, I'm just hopeful. Right. That's that's yeah. faith Because I don't really know. But I do believe um, that's what God will do. Um, And that's just really having faith in that area of my life. And even just the things that I've learned financially. Right. Mm -hmm. I remember reading a book. I I forget the name of it, but it's something about like um, women, women getting smarter financially. And one of the things that it talked about in the book is that women always get the bad end of the stick because their husband's, are learning about money they're handling the money and if they die or if they decide to leave then the woman is just kind of stuck without the knowledge of finance. yeah and in my single state sometimes i would like lord i pray my husband is good at finances because i don't want to do this right i don't want to budget i don't want to have to pay the bills like i don't want to manage right and i'm not a huge spender but I just want to do that part. <laughs> um, yeah. And so, but God is, you know, in his will, he say, I want you to learn about these things. So he Absolutely. has me reading books on finances, he has me um creating budgets and honoring a budget. Um, he has me learning about different streams of income that I can bring to my family because really honestly. That's the 2023, 2022 virtuous woman, right? That's the modern day virtuous woman. Like she's aware of things. um, And it's really because her heart is open to learn um, different things, even when she really don't want to, because I don't want to learn necessarily. I don't want to have to be in charge of it. I want to know it because I don't want to be in the dark about it. But I don't think if if I would have... I think if I would have rushed into something, um, I could have been married at this point. There there were men, right, that were yeah. ready to, you know, propose. And I could have settled for that life. Um, but I, why? Why would I? Right. Um, not necessarily saying that I'm super, super... Comfortable in my independent state, and you know, I've kind of settled in this independent state, but I don't want to be with someone just for the sake of being with someone, like mm-hmm. that's a mm-hmm. miserable life. And I know a lot of people live that lifestyle as well, they do. And I pray, right? That like they're, I just pray that they're. Um, seeking the wisdom and the guidance and that they're discerning what they need to do to navigate those seasons. Because I imagine that's a very hard place to be in, yeah, very dark place to be in. Um, And the enemy uses those things as tactics. It comes against your destiny, right? It comes against your identity of who you are, not just as a woman or um, within a particular ethnic group. Like it comes against like who you are as a child of God. And so- When I think about, um, when I think about all of that, it's like really identifying really where the enemy is and honestly where your own flesh is. Cause sometimes it's not even like the enemy. Like sometimes it's just you trying to do you. And in, because of your ignorance, right, our lack of knowledge of understanding how things work in the spirit and the natural, like, we sometimes put ourselves in predicaments and situations that we don't realize until it's maybe a little too later. we're years down the line and we're like, we got to will, we got to will all of that, but you can't do it by yourself. You need, you need the Holy Spirit, so. Yeah, that was a mouthful. But I hope No, I
0: mean, it, it takes it takes me into the next uh, question that I wanted to ask. I wanted to know what your thoughts are on the current state of our society, because it's dark out there in them streets. Yeah. And I just think the media is is full of darkness. Yeah, um, there's light, too, but it's full of darkness and things that are being pushed and really, you know, shown to us more than anything else, I think it can easily lead people astray. And really, if you're not rooted and grounded in the word, and I'm speaking as somebody who needs to be more rooted and grounded in the word, I think it's very easy to just say, okay, I'll accept that. Oh, that's okay. Now you got more women than ever calling each other bad bees and and, yeah. you know, doing all kinds of things on the Internet. And I'm trying not to sound super, super judgy, but I am being a little judgmental um, because yeah. I'm human. But it's what what are your thoughts about what's being put out right now in the media, especially around women?
1: Yeah, that's a loaded question. It's loaded. Um, but I love it. I, I guess I'll hit hit on. Um, wow, that is a loaded question. I'll hit on probably several different things. Um, something you said towards the end, I was like, I want to, I want to mention, oh, you said judgy. I honestly don't think it, it is a judgy thing necessarily. Mm-hmm. It can be depending on where your heart is. I can't see people's hearts, so I don't know. Right. Right. Um, but when it comes to believers, and my, my audience is believers, so, you know, if if right. you're not a believer, I'm not trying to push my beliefs on you. Right. Um, or, you know, I'm not, I don't want you to necessarily have to bend to my thought process and perspective on it. But biblically in the Bible, it says that, you know, and this is verbatim. I mean, this is not verbatim. So this is paraphrased for those Bible scholars that are listening. Um, so it, it, it talks about how, you know, we can't keep people accountable that are not necessarily believers, Mm -hmm. only people that we can hold accountable are believers right because the bible the truth should be their moral moral standard um if someone is not a believer of christ why will we even use the the biblical standards and principles and and you know the kingdom agenda to align that to their life because they that's they're not accountable to that right so when it comes to believers um and how society is shaping us i think I think now more than ever is very, very vital to have a devotional life. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean just open up a devotional book. Um, That's part of it. That is definitely part of it. But what else kind of comes with the devotion is literally like you're you're building a relationship with Christ. Mm -hmm. Most people who identify as Christians only understand Christianity or Jesus from a religious standpoint. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, they've only experienced him from a religious standpoint and, um, I caution myself when I say this, but I think the church for decades, some churches, not all churches, but some churches and probably a great deal of them have gotten things wrong. Hmm. Um, but if you don't have your own relationship with Christ, the Holy Spirit won't be able to redirect you right the Mm -hmm. Holy Spirit won't be you know you can sit in a church and be listening and your spirit is picking up on something that's not right but you're so used to the culture of the church and the institutional part of um, any religion Christianity or whatever like you're so used to that culture that you'll just kind of sit in it and stay in it It may not speak up against things that you know Holy Spirit is uh kind of pinging you on so Mm -hmm. I think as believers when it comes to um our 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 minds being shaped um, by society i think is rooted on having a a a devotional life that is almost non-existent Mm. Mm -hmm. um having being prayerless you know i remember a season in my life this was in my last relationship and part of the reason why that person even entered into you know why I got an oyster with that person, as well as why they, you know, we lived together again, kind of out of the will of God. Yeah. Uh, I had a prayerless life. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And, while I value community and church for the s- standpoint of fellowship as well as learning, I didn't have that during this time. Okay. So when I could not pray and I had a prayerless life I also did not have a community that could pray for me and intercede for me for the, the door that I essentially left open for the enemy to come in. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. And so when I think about, you know, society's impressions on believers for one, like we got to get comfortable with standing out and being completely opposite than what the world is doing. Like, Amen. we got to get comfortable with that first. Yes. Um, I also think as adults, we forget that our minds are still very moldable.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs>
1: like you're not just doing things and thinking of things just because like, just because you just kind of came out of thin air. Like it's because you're either seeing it. So like, a, uh, what do they call it? Like a hyper, what do they call it, Carla? Like, a um, like you're hypersensitive to certain things that you have seen, right? You're it's uh-huh. normal for for you, and if you've never really pulled back the curtains of dysfunction in your own life, right? Then those things will be normal for you. You won't be able to truly discern what is what's happening. Um, we think about you know women now being comfortable. Now I used to be a, a cursor. I used to curse, because I'm still a cursor. I'm working on it. <laughs> I used to cuss a lot when I tell you like every sentence ended with the B word like that was my word and it is very 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 rare that you'll hear, hear me curse Yeah,
0: today
1: very. Um, and it's been years I really truly believe that I was delivered from cussing you know I didn't ask for that I just believe God just kind of took it took it away <laughs> from me <laughs> I didn't ask for it I just stopped doing it
0: and right. I
1: remember when I recognized that I stopped doing it I, I used to hear women curse and it used to trigger me internally like mm. very judgy like oh you sound just horrible like why would that ever come out of your mouth forgetting <laughs> forgetting right like that you was you just, yesterday <laughs> yeah that was just you you know forgetting. and so when I see it now it really does pain me um honestly not even just from the standpoint of cussing like even the way certain women dress mm-hmm. it pains me because I know sometimes some of that thing is due to trauma
0: yeah, some of
1: it's do and, and and because of the trauma, there's the the lack of identity. Um, some of it's just you know I'm just exploring and trying to figure life out. But most of that is you're trying to figure life out externally in things that are externally here that are created by a creator. So it's never going to work out. Like you're always going to be seeking. Yeah. And so when I think about <clears throat> you know, how women treat each other, which I feel like is turning the tide, right? I know we have this whole woman empowerment. Now, Now, whether you agree with that or not, like, I know there are some bad apples in the woman empowerment space. Right. Um, but I think there has been a turn of paradigm, right, where women are wanting to celebrate other women, you know? It, yeah, I see I it much more. You see it much more. You receive it much more, Um and so I, I do appreciate that aspect of it. And honestly, I wish, you know, we would do it more and be very authentic and genuine in our doing. But a lot of that starts with ourselves personally. Yeah. Um, when I think about media, like men and, you know, how they talk to, to women uh, in media, as well as just out here in the world, people that are not in, in any level of entertainment. Like, yeah, it is very disheartening for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't come from a background or I've never been in a relationship that was <clears throat> like verbally abusive or domestically ab- abusive mm-hmm. emotionally and mentally, most definitely
0: okay um
1: maybe even financially <laughs> as well yeah abusive, but when it comes to like verbal and 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 domestic, I've never experienced that um and I think that. I think the way that men, um, some men, cause I don't want to generalize, um, that some men treat women <clears throat> is a heart issue, mm-hmm. a heart issue on both, both ends. I really. was going to say on both
0: ends. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Woman, I want to be loved because that's how God created us. Men, you know, I want to, uh, I want to bring respect. I demand respect and they may not get that right. That's, that's how we're created. But it really disheartens me because it's like, if you just knew who you were, you would never treat another human being like
0: exactly.
1: that. Like you exactly. would never. Exactly. <laughs> um, and people are so far away from true identity. I remember I was having a conversation with a friend and he was saying like, yeah, like I know who I am. I know who I am. And he was just really pushing the Bible away, pushing Jesus away. And I had started to come into this understanding of like, Because I used to be like, oh, I know who I am. Like, oh, of course. Like, I know. (laughs) And for other people, they were like, man, Mariah is strong. She's confident. Like, she's, she's responsible. She's this, she's that. But then it got to a point where I was like, I really don't know who I am. And honestly, I'm realizing that I can't know who I am if I don't know I don't know who I am apart from God and what he Mm -hmm. says about me, what he has affirmed over my life in his written word. And even in my secret time with him, like when I'm praying and he's downloading things where I can understand like, wow, this is who I am. This is how you made me. And it's really beautiful. So I'm gaining a sense of true identity versus the false identity I was operating in. Really, honestly, as I think about it, as I have unfolded over those years of being single and still single, right, I'm still learning about, you know, certain traumas and things that happened that needed to be undone. But I just had a false sense of identity, a false sense of security, a false sense of confidence Mm. um, because I, I needed to look and I needed to be that strong black woman. But in all actuality, I started to realize how toxic it was and how far away I was from my true God-given identity to where I can operate at a level that um, is aligned with his word for me and his plans for me and not care at all Mm. what anybody thinks. Now, I still struggle with it, right? Because this is a a work that has to be walked out. It's not something that will be like, oh, I had a revelation and now tomorrow I'm 100% better. Like, Yeah. Because I've lived decades under one thought process. So it's going to take some time, if not double the time. Well, God is a speedy God in in, in some cases. And so it's going to take time for me to undo the old parts of me that still operate under these old thought processes. And Mm so... I hope I answered your question. I know I said a lot, but. No,
0: no, no, you did. Is therapy <laughs> involved in any of that for you?
1: Oh, yes. I definitely went to therapy. Um, so I has a few, I've had a few therapy interactions and therapy, like they say, truly is like dating. It can be exhausting too, because you really have to find the right therapist for you. Um, one of the first therapists I had, it was um, through like a EAP, I think that's called like through your job or yeah, something. Uh-huh, we have yeah, that. So I went through six sessions. It was great. When I first started to in- interact with therapy, I was like, "Wow! Like, why don't more people do this? Like, why is this so culturally like for Black people? It's like we ain't going to therapy. Like, we ain't doing none of that. You know, we, you know, you crazy or whatever. But it's like, no, we need to be up in here. You know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, unwinding the things that we've experienced, um, wh- whether individually or collective or just by bloodline." Right. So I really started to gain appreciation and value for therapy. Um, I highly recommend if someone's on the fence about it or if someone is, um, you know, wanting to re-engage because they feel like they need to talk certain things out, like, by all means, do it. Um, I don't know that the church talks a lot about therapy. I think people are starting to now.
0: Yeah, they are. It's but it is okay.
1: Up. if you uh, God allowed these people to um, understand parts of the brain or understand how to help people navigate through certain situations. And so leverage that. Yeah. Um, it's the same thing as saying like, you, I'm not going to go to the doctor because I don't know about the medicine. And while you may be a, a medicine person, Western medicine, or a holistic person, it doesn't mean it doesn't matter. He still allowed these people to have these gifts to be able to bring healing to your, your, your soul, healing to your body, whatever that looks like. And obviously church being the the healing to the spirit. And so Um, I definitely would recommend therapy. My second interaction with therapy though was very, very strange. I really wanted this particular therapist that I had met and upon actually engaging with her on a client, um, therapist level. Yeah. Really? This was at a time where my faith was very, very rocky. So I was in a relationship seven years ago and, um, I started to lose my faith. I was like, they can lie about my history. They can lie about my God. Uh, I was like, I know God, but who is Jesus? And it was, right. it was, it was bad. Yeah. It was very bad. And I started to feel like, man, this is like blasphemy to what I was raised in. I just felt so poor, but there was a lot of shame involved. There was a lot of guilt involved. There was a lot of self hate wow. involved that it really created a lot of residue that I still, I still work out, you know, again, yeah. these things are not 100% change, but I still work I work out of them. But because of that relationship, me just being exposed to different things, it really um, made me question and doubt God, the promises of God, um, the, the uh, existence of God, like all of it. And so mm-hmm. when I went to the second therapist, she was not a Christian. Um, she was raised as a Christian, but then she was kind of something else. And I don't even I can't even identify what she was. But there was a lot of projection during those sessions. Interesting. Yeah, I had three sessions with her. And typically I give a therapist at least three sessions before I'm like, this is not working out or let's continue. So I gave her three sessions. She had given me this book um, and I forget what it was, but it was so eye open. It was good at first. And then it started talking about Jesus and the black man and all this, all this stuff. (laughs) I can't, I can't consume this because my faith is already still rocky at that point. Yeah. So I made a decision my last therapy session with her, her. I remember she said she it was almost like she was ready to fight me like her the spirit in her was ready to like, like, like she was bucking up to me and she was like, you must be a reformed believer. And I was like, well, this is a therapist. Andrew? This is a therapist. <laughs> That's what so
0: unethical. Like, what
1: type of what type of therapy we have in like is this talk therapy or like what <laughs> what's going on? You know, I don't know what it was. She was just very vocal. Um, she was into like angelic numbers, which now the Bible is all about numbers, right? Like, yeah, there's numbers are symbolisms for numbers. But she was on the other side of it, which I knew was not of God. And so every session I would go to, she would try to just push something. I left that last session and I was like, you know what, God, I'm still trying to figure out Jesus and I'm still trying to figure out what this is, what my faith is, where I'm landing. Uh, I was running a business too at that time that was just not as successful as I wanted it to be (laughs) considering the effort and the work that I was putting into it. So I was just very frustrated. And so I told God, I said, I'm going to have to cut out everything that's not aligned with Christian values. Now, this is a leap of faith, right? Because somebody might say, well, well, many people say, well, how do you know the Christian way is the way? (laughs) Exactly. That's what I was going to say. That's what she was trying to
0: tell you. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Well, I decided that's what the way is for me. You know, and while I believe it should be the way for everybody, I cannot make that decision. Like, you have to take ownership of that decision for your own life. Um, I can pray for you at a distance. I can intercede for you. But at that moment, after that session, I said, I got to cut out everything that's not aligned because it was feeding the part of me that was creating doubt in my mind. Right. and kept me double-minded, kept me confused a lot. You know how much mental energy was spent yeah. <laughs> and wasted, which ultimately made me not productive to do work. <laughs> and so, and not just work at a job, but like just work in general. Um, and so it was spending a lot of energy. So that session, I just like, I gotta end this. And I never went back. Um, I had recommended her to people because I thought that she would be great. Yeah, from I was those like, first hey. sessions. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, hey, I'm leaving this therapist, so this is this is kind of my experience. And they was picking up on some things as well. And I said, But you make the decision that's best for you because I don't want to, you know, open up a door and be like, yeah, this person's great. And then they end up being not great. And then I just kind of leave and don't tell you. So therapy is definitely a big thing for me. Um, Fasting and prayer. It is a lifestyle. I don't just do it at the top of the year in January. Most churches are doing 21 day fast. I fast throughout the year, whether it's a one day fast, whether it's a seven day fast, whether it's a 20 or 40 day fast, I fast, I pray, um, I also read a lot too. So reading was very helpful. I, I was doing uh, a lot of personal development, reading a lot of personal development books. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wasn't really into the Bible as much around that time, um, as I am now, but I did read a lot of books that had scripture in it. So they were okay. like spiritually based Christian based books, like, um, the battlefield of the mind, which is a phenomenal, phenomenal book by, um, Oh, what's Is that Joyce? Was yes, that Joyce. Joyce. Okay. Joyce Meyer. Um, or So Long Insecurities by Beth Moore. And I was like, I don't have insecurities. Like, I'm not gonna read this book. Girl, I read that book and I was like, wow. Really? Wow. I haven't read that one. Oh my gosh. Such a good, such a good book. But that's where I started. And for people that are like, I don't know about Christianity. I don't I've lost my faith because of disappointment or because of you know just being discouraged or just because of being frustrated, like start where you are. Start where you are, um, because I truly have seen God work a miracle, honestly, in my mind. And um, I know we oftentimes say like, oh, you're a walking miracle. You know, if you maybe was having a near death accident or something like that. But it's like my my uh, my brokenness was my heart nobody can see that nobody knew it but me and me and god right like it wasn't really exposed to the world it wasn't like you know i had a broken finger and now i'm healed and my finger works like that was a piece of me that nobody sees Mm -hmm. my heart and my mind because really he's kind of had to work on both and he's still working on both um and so yeah all of that therapy fasting and praying um reading a lot of reading I am just now starting to surround myself with more um, more like minded individuals. Uh, that was
0: going to be my next question. What does your circle of friends look like?
1: Yes, I love that. Well, you, of course, which I absolutely love. I love you too.
0: <laughs> I, I get so excited when we get to hang out because I'm I like, know. it ain't gonna be no foolishness. It's gonna <laughs> be clean, fun, and a lot of laughing.
1: <laughs> yes, I know. I love you. I love you dearly. I don't. I don't know if you really, truly know. Um, I do. You, okay, well, I hope you I hope you <laughs> see that because I, I enjoy you. I enjoy you. And I, I just I just love who you are. And so most of my friends um, are, wow, I am in the state season of developing new friendships. So when I moved out to California, I think it's been eight years, eight years. Yeah. Eight years! Wow, that went by so fast. That's a long time. I didn't (laughs) realize it was eight. I thought it was like four. No, well, I've been in I've been in LA for six years, California, because you know I started in Bakersfield, so I was there for two years. But nonetheless, um, because of the way I entered the state, <laughs> let's say that I didn't know anybody here. I did not know anything about California. To be honest, it wasn't a place that I dreamed of coming. I didn't even know Hollywood was here. I didn't even know really what Hollywood was. I don't oh know, wow! I don't know why I didn't know these things. I, didn't, <laughs> I guess I didn't, like, why do you not know that? I guess I didn't think about it as a kid, and I was still one of them kids that went outside to play. Like we wouldn't watch yeah. the TV; we was <laughs> rolling on the grass or. We was out on bikes. so Yeah, yeah. I just never thought about it. Um, And so I actually had a dream about California and Atlanta because I really wanted to go to California. So this is a completely, when people say, what brought you to California? It was completely God-ordained, honestly. Because, again, I never dreamed of this place. I never desired to come here. Um, And I had this crazy dream that I don't know if we'll have time to go into. But it's this crazy dream. And I was like, all right, I'm going to go to California. Because I was telling God, like, I don't want to go to California. I want to go to atlanta i want to work for the cdc oh wow the cdc yeah and that was gonna be my life like we're not going to california and i had a friend who was born and raised in california she was in texas with me at this time and she was like mariah i think you're gonna go to california and i was so religious back then i was like i bind that in the name of jesus (laughs) Lord." like a 75 year old (laughs) lord don't listen to them words let them fall let them fall she kept saying it like when I would see her, she would just keep saying it. And then I had this dream in um, between California and Atlanta and a crazy dream, but it gave me peace and it started to change my heart towards California. So when people say, what made you come here, it was really like a God thing. Mm. Um, and when I came because I worked at this with the CDC, but I was in California. So he was like, I'm gonna give you what you want, but I need you to be in the state of California. <laughs> There's something here that I need you to understand. I need you to develop, I need to develop you in, and I need you to do in the state of California. So he's still wow. working that out. Yeah. So he's still working that out. Um and so I moved out here and I'm I'm losing track of the question, but Though the friend,
0: I- friend circle.
1: Yes. So I moved out here. And I didn't have friends, I didn't have family that I knew of that were out here. And so I just was kinda on on my own. Um, I did have some CDC colleagues, which I'm actually still friends with today and I love them. Um, They made that Bakersfield experience great. Hmm. But during that time, I started to have these (laughs) realizations of corporate America and I was like, is this what I went to school for six years for? Like, I don't wanna do this. People's dreams are dying in their cubicles. Like we need to figure Hmm. it out. It was epiphany and it was very scary moment. And from there, I got into business. I was in a network marketing business. And so um, I, was, I was pulled in by one of my college friends, the one that uh, I went to Texas A&M with, and her and her husband. And I started doing that. And so I didn't really develop a lot of friendships because in my mind, it was that you were either going to be running with me in life, building a very similar network marketing business, or I didn't have a lot of time to invest in you at the moment. Right. So I did not I did not have a lot of friends. I moved down to L.A. I had that exact same mindset. I also started to realize because of my personal growth journey and the track that I was on, um, that I was growing tremendously. Right. I was in my 20s. <laughs> and so I was not doing what regular 20, 20 yeah. years were doing. And so I oftentimes felt very. um just like out of the box not out of the box but like just like girl you're an old lady you know yeah because I wasn't doing many things that 20 year olds were doing I realized I was growing and so my friends back home I still have friends back home a few like two that I'm still friends with today but I realized that um because I was growing I didn't want to um I didn't want to be around people too long or invest in potential friendships that were counterproductive to my growth Yep. Um, I was reading every single day, fifteen minutes a day on that l- little break or lunch break. Um, I was listening to to good input, right? Whether it be podcasts or sermons, I was pouring a lot into myself. Now I was still struggling. Now let's mm-hmm. just let's just acknowledge that I was still struggling. I was very angry. I was very frustrated. But I was committed and disciplined to to growing in business and growing just in life. So there were things that were being put in place that I didn't realize were essentially created foundation for, you know, who I am today. And so it wasn't until 2020 when things stopped, which, you know, I know the pandemic was horrific for many people, but it was a blessing in disguise for me because Mm. I started to assess like, wow, I don't even have friends that I can call and be like, Hmm, are you okay? I mean, there are some people, yeah, I did have some people, but they were not, I didn't have like solid, solid, like, girl I'm about to come over like you good yeah. you know like I didn't really have a lot of that and so when I moved to California for someone who is has a strength and connectedness like that's one of my strengths I could oh, yeah. not understand why I felt so shaky my roots in California felt so shaky like I couldn't really connect with anybody um I was communicating but not connecting like John Maxwell yeah. says yeah. in his book and so I could not understand that because it was so abnormal to my lifestyle. And so in 2020, I started to really think about that, like, hey, I really have not really invested in friendships because my mindset was you either running with me or you not. And if you're not, I really don't have time to invest in building something with you. Not only that, but I was also pulling myself away from you know, I wasn't really out here drinking and wasn't I wasn't out here smoking at this time. I wasn't out here smoking weed or smoking cigarettes. I just did not live a life of partying or a lifestyle of um, consuming those types of things. And most people in their 20s are. Yeah. I was building, right? I was paying off debt. I was getting my money right, <laughs> um, which I look at that now. I'm like, I'm grateful for it. So most of my friends at that time were really kind of surface level friends and um, they had a very similar mindset. They were growing as well. So 2020 came. I started to really assess, girl, you you missing the mark in this relationship er- area. Um, and so from on, um, I've been developing relationships and most of my friends now are business owners. Um, they are not all of them are business owners, but a good chunk of them are. They are spiritually rooted to some level.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: They are Christian now. They don't necessarily have to believe everything that I believe, but they are Christians. Yeah. Um, What else? They are. There are people who hold me accountable. Um, Mm. We kind of have this thing where I'm like, I'm checking in to see you said this. Like, did you do it? Um, And for I'm like an accountability queen. Like, if somebody tell me they're gonna do something, I'm I'm checking in. Like, you are like that. What happened with that? Did you yeah. do it? What's up? Where are you getting stuck? Like, let's yeah. talk about it. Um, and so for me, most of my friends are, the friendships that I am building are still relatively new, mm-hmm. but they're beautiful and they're mending very quickly. Um, so I look at it as like, God has just redeemed the tie um, from the moment I stepped foot in California to now, where he has me on a fast track of mending relationships Uh, or creating relationships with beautiful women, um, both outwardly and inwardly. Like Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, last
0: night I was looking at your friends last night at dinner, and I was like, they're so beautiful
1: and sweet. I love them.
0: So sweet.
1: Yes, thank you. Well, yeah, I think, you know, it's one of those things, too, where it's like you are a reflection of your friends. And my old mentors in the network marketing business used to say, like, your association is like an elevator; like they'll either take you up or take you down. So mm. I got really, yeah, let that let that sit. I, I have really never heard that one. That's a good one. Yeah, your 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 association is an elevator. They'll either take you up or take you down. And um, I got really intentional about that because, again, I, I was seeing stuff and people that would be my peers, and I was just realizing, like, yo, you would take me down, so I cannot. Mm you're Mm. counterproductive Mm. um now obviously everybody has something to work on like nobody's perfect but some people were just so extreme that it's like I like you but I actually can't build a relationship with you yeah because I don't know about most people but like I'm always I'm a forward thinker so I started to think about like could I could I bring you around my kids like would you be Mm. a good role model for my kids like would you be talking about stuff that A kid shouldn't really be hearing about or would you be um, a good example in areas where maybe I'm not the strongest for my kids. Mm -hmm. So I'm always thinking about like my unborn born children, which, you know, if God willing, we'll we'll have some. Um, Or when you're married,
0: is it somebody you would want around your family?
1: yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes.
0: <laughs> so
1: my friends now are developing relationships and I am excited to, um, to grow with them. I'm excited to love on them. I'm, I'm even excited to, um, be sharpened by them, even though that scares me a little bit. Why I'm does that scare en- you? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> I I am, uh, I am an Enneagram eight. I haven't
0: you know done do that do?
1: yet. So. Oh, you should do that. I'd be curious to know what you are. Um, now, whether you believe in Enneagrams or not, or whether you believe in personality tests, and of course, we don't want to be boxed in like all that, yada, yada. But it's very, very, very on point. Is it like a disc
0: assessment?
1: Yeah, sort of okay. similar, but I think it's more, um, I think the Enneagrams are more detailed than the disc assessment. Disc assessment is more like for work. Yeah, I mean, it's still it's still relatable across the board, but um, I feel like it's just deeper for. Okay. So I would recommend it for sure, but um, I would say, so Enneagram eights are typically very strong individual, um, and they don't necessarily like to be vulnerable. Mm. Um, not only being an Enneagram eight, but also the way I was raised. Um. And when I say the way I was raised, it really wasn't the way I was raised. It's the way that I learned how to cope. I was what I was not a vulnerable kid. Like I had a friend for fifteen years, and she told me one day because I was crying on the phone, she was like, "I've never heard or seen you cry." Mm. And it had been over a little over fifteen years, and like here it was I was crying, and she's like, "I've never like what you cry," <laughs> but I I had this very you know. Sh- strong girl mentality strong girl exterior um and while it works in some season you just start to realize that like this self-preservation no longer works so how do I shed that so Mm -hmm. when I say it's scary it's because you are allowing someone to get even closer to you or to not even get closer but like to see through you in areas that you don't really want to expose perfectionism also does that where you don't want to necessarily expose or you feel like it's exposed, but it's like, everybody got flaws, right? We understand yeah. that, but it's like, I won't tell you my flaws, but tell me yours and I'll help mm. you work through it. Like, I am, I'm low key that. Um, <laughs> somebody can tell me their entire life and people do, people are very, like, I have a very warm, welcoming personality. So people you do, will share. i shared a lot of stuff with you. Yes, people will share and I will be like, okay, well, let's. I'm. I'm glad you shared. Or you know, let's I work. Break, well, let's break it out. Let's break <laughs> it out. Like I'm here for you, but I'm like, mm, I don't know about that reverse mm. reversal. But I do believe in this season that God is taking me in. It already has me on. It. It will require a, a deeper level of vulnerability that. That's great. Um, it scares me a little bit because sure. it's new. It would be mm-hmm. kind of new. <laughs> um, but this is also part of what I believe. we think about like single state like God wants to work that out because my husband that's intimacy (laughs) When someone (laughs) can be vulnerable you could be vulnerable like that's a form of intimacy and so you know I'm glad that it's here and you know my heart is open to it but it is a little nerve-wracking and it does scare me a little bit but it's okay because I'm willing to go through it for the sake of getting to the other side of things that God wants to bless me with so that's what I'll say to that. It makes me nervous, but I'm excited.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, you know, I'm, I'm pretty vulnerable. I'm p- vulnerable yes, publicly <laughs> and private. And I, I think I've been like that for the majority of my life. I don't know where that comes from, but um, yeah. maybe I'm just not that afraid of, of being judged. I mean, there are certain things that I have not yet shared with the world, but for the most part, like even with the alopecia, like when I shared that on social media after, you know, some encouragement, from a friend, I was like, "Oh, that was so freeing." <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> that was so awesome. They know my little bun is fake and my wig is a wig, and they still, <laughs> they still like, they still like me. Everything is good, they still you, love know? you. <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, I understand vulnerability is hard for a lot of people. Like my son is very closed off, and like he's got great friendships, but he does not share like that. And yeah. so he's like the opposite of me. Um, yeah. And, and we're close and he'll share certain things with me, but it just takes a while. So I yeah. I, I get it. I understand. Um, yeah. I think I think I've asked you like most of the questions that I wanted to ask you. Is there anything that we didn't touch on that you wanted to share?
1: Um no, but I, I guess I will just leave with some words of encouragement. That'd right, be great. Yeah. My single women, my single men out there um that are walking this um this faith walk it is it is a faith walk it is a journey um I encourage you all to um just be intentional with your single season fall in love with it the moment you start falling in love with it you'll you'll kind of forget like the need to be in a relationship now you don't have to necessarily not desire it it could still be your heart's desire but let go a little bit because sometimes we be trying to you know wrangle it down to to get it and um that resistance creates a lot of frustration mm-hmm. so release yourself from the frustration and the you know maybe even sadness or anxiety especially if you're getting up there in age like me
0: yeah <laughs> um, yeah and
1: release yourself of that um, what can we wait right can we just for a second
0: like what what do you say to women who are single and they've been single for some time and they haven't yet had kids and that's a desire too? Like what what words do you have for them, if any?
1: Yeah, um, that's a hard one just because yeah. I haven't faced my single season my single season and I am getting up there in age. Um, well, I'm I'm about to be thirty two in two days, so I'm excited yeah. about. That. But when I think about, you know, women that I know um, are in that situation, Mm -hmm. you know, I think that um, just knowing that God is a redeemer of time, like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. he truly is a redeemer of, of all things. But in this case, like he's a redeemer of time. And no matter what science says about our bodies and our ability to birth children, and the difficulties—there well, are some realities with that, right? Because science is science, but it doesn't supersede the supernatural work of God. Yeah, <laughs> um, you know His say is still present over everything that is, you know, created in the earth, or um, even over scientific things. And so, just understanding that God is a redeemer of time. You know, I know some women that they don't have children, and but they have like spiritual children and it fulfills them. Mm-hmm. And so not to say that would be your journey or not, but just honestly finding some peace and solace in, um, I caution to say this because I know someone's like, girl, what? Like, I don't want to find peace or how do I find peace? Or no, I want a kid and I want to be married. And and it's hard. It's a hard it thing. It is this, hard. This, this, this topic. Um, well, don't say it if you don't feel like it's Yeah, something you I'll just say. intercede. I'll just intercede for for y'all because I don't really know what that feels like. Yeah, um,
0: because it's I, not
1: really my journey. I have friends
0: who are up in age, you know, forty, mid forties, late forties, fifties, and they did not have children. And I yeah. I know that the sadness remains for some of them. And they're not mm-hmm. going to have children. But then. There are others who, you know, the rich auntie is in style right now, so (laughs) they have their their nieces and nephews and they're like the second mom, but the the fun mom and the mom that gets to hear the secrets and and helps with certain things that, you know, kids don't necessarily feel comfortable going to their, their parents for. So I, I love aunties. Like my child loves my sister. When I tell you he loves the heck out of that lady and she doesn't have any kids. She's yeah. 30. I think she's 37, 36 or 37. But yeah, she doesn't have any children yet. And I, I'm sure she probably yeah. wants children, but she likes her auntie role too. So, you know, if, if there is, is a time where you feel like, okay, this is it. I'm not going to have kids. Like I would say, and I'm saying this as a mom, but maybe try to find the joy in, in your role as an auntie or as a godmommy. Or, yeah. you know, look at adoption. There's so many kids. You know, I'm all for this. So many kids in the foster care system that yeah. need that need parents. And so I'm going on a tangent. We could talk about this on another uh, episode. But I know that's hard for people. Being single, being up in age, not having any children and not having a husband. I know that's tough.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is. And if I, if I may, you know, just add to that because I know we're running out of time here. But for someone who... Um, like me and my story of of having an abortion, right? Mm-hmm. Like there are many thoughts that go through our heads. Well, I don't really think about them anymore. But like most people who have have had an abortion, they and they're up in age, they wonder like, what if that would have been my only child? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know,
0: mm-hmm. that's the now end.
1: I've now I've aborted it. You yes. know, so did I lose my did I lose my opportunity to be a mother? And that's also not an easy place to be in and um how do you deal with I, that I don't know honestly I just I just have this resolve in my heart that I'm still gonna be a mother now okay. I, maybe maybe I'll get a little older and I'll be like oh I'm not a mother yet you know that might be only <laughs> chance um but I remember working with a friend on this this year who had had a miscarriage and you know, she was just so like normal about it, and I was just like, "This seems kind of odd that she's just like normal about it." And i forgotten that she had a mis uh, a- an abortion in-, in her earlier years, and I remember talking with her, and she was just like, "You know, she started to express that fear of like maybe I can't carry a baby because the abortion maybe messed up something in me."
0: Oh wow! And was
1: such a righteous like anger that just came over me, and I was just speak life into her because her words were creating, number one. Mm -hmm. Two, I wasn't going to allow the enemy to even have her question her body's ability to carry what god was gifting her with
0: that's so true and so
1: i just pour that into her and i know there's so many women that have that fear of like man i could have probably been a mom already and i think about it sometimes when my kid would have probably been maybe like 13 at this at this age maybe i don't know maybe yeah, less yeah. Um, and i think about like i i pray over my womb yeah I, I didn't know that back then to pray over your womb. Make sure you know there's, it's recovered there, you know, when you can have babies and make sure the tubes are, but I pray over my womb. Wow. Um, kids will be birthed. Are you, It's what you speak to. Yeah. Kids will be birthed out of my belly, yes. out of my physical be- belly. Now I know I have some spiritual kids. I know I will, but biological kids, I believe that I'll have biological kids as well. And even if I don't, God is still good. Mm. He's still good. Amen. He's still good. So I'll end there because that's a mic drop because he is That is. A, that's a, a mic drop. <laughs>
0: that is a <laughs> mic drop. Mariah, this was so great. I knew this was going to be a good episode. I did. I was I excited it. about it and <laughs> it just flowed so effortlessly and I, I just appreciate you being vulnerable and just being yeah. open and You're so wise. Like sometimes I forget how old you are. And I'm like, oh, we the same age. We don't look the same age, but we the same age. It's like, oh no, she is just in her early 30s. But happy birthday, sister. I hope you have a a wonderful, wonderful, peaceful, fun, joyful birthday. Is there any way that the audience can get connected to you? Do you have any services that you're offering right now? I want to leave that out.
1: Yes. Awesome. So the best way to connect with me personally, uh, my Instagram is crowned radiance. Some things will be dropping. So uh, follow crowned radiance at crowned radiance on Instagram. Um, If you are interested in sponsorship support, um, the Instagram as well as LinkedIn is the sponsorship catalyst. And so you can find me there. You can DM me there if that is something that you are looking to um, gain support in. I do some coaching and consulting work, as well as VIP days and things of that nature. So. Get plugged in to me if uh, you found this uh, interview helpful. Uh, If you've got questions or if you just, you know, want to have some deep dialogue or maybe you don't agree with everything I shared, let's talk about it. So um, I look forward to maybe hearing from some of you all. And again, Carla, thank you so much for having me.
0: You're welcome. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week on GYSB Talks. Take care. All enjoyed today's episode. It was so great talking with Mariah. Make sure you stay connected with Mariah. Make sure you stay connected with GYSB Talks. Please, please, please subscribe to GYSB Talks here on the podcast. Also, if you're interested in following me, GYSB Movement, I'm also Carla. You can follow me on all social media platforms at GYSB Movement. That's YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram. I look forward to staying connected. If you have any questions, please ask. You can DM me on any of those platforms or you can your question right here in the q a section all right take care thanks everybody gysb all content on this podcast and any linked blog podcast webinar course or video material is created and produced for informational purposes only the content is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice and should not be relied on as health advice The information is general and may not be suitable for your personal circumstances or complete health objectives. Do not use this content as a standalone resource to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease for therapeutic purposes or as a substitute for the advice of a health professional. Never delay seeking advice or disregard the advice of a medical professional based on our content here on this podcast. If you have questions or concerns about your health or medical condition, please seek guidance from a medical professional.